The Chicago White Sox swept the Detroit Tigers on the south side. Jake Berger provided the final punch, a walk-off grand slam. It was an exciting finish, but that was definitely not how most of the weekend went. A Saturday's White Sox win was one of the most bizarre and hideous wins I've ever seen. But a win is a win, and the Sox are now nine games under 500 and five and a half back in the division. With a big three-game series against the New York Yankees starting on Tuesday. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox take on the New York Yankees uh, starting on Tuesday. Lucas Giolito will be on the mound. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Watch out, White Sox undefeated in June. Sox are 26 and 35, five and a half games back, and that forgiving AL Central. Uh, our Southsiders uh, swept the Detroit Tigers. So, after a weekend, uh, if you go back a week prior, Sox lost three of four to the Tigers uh, in Detroit. Now, the Sox sweep Detroit in a three-game series on the south side. Uh, Sox, I don't think, are back. Uh, it's exciting, okay, to win three in a row. Uh, some bizarre baseball. A great finish on Sunday. Uh, Going to get all the details and, and chop up these games uh, later in this episode. But I'm not calling the White Sox back right now. I am waiting until uh, they get to 500. Um, again, I th this series against Detroit, and I didn't want to say it was easy because, again, Sox lost three or four to Detroit. But when you look at the June schedule, I was like, well, they're starting off. Uh, that's a winnable series. Um, and I didn't realize how bad both teams were going to play. Not terribly surprising with how the White Sox offense went. Like to see that their pitching did bounce back, both starting uh, and bullpen. Uh, but boy, hey, they they got their wins, though. OK, they took care of business. They got the sweep. Uh, but I feel like the rest of the month will really be a, uh, a test for the White Sox and beyond. Again, starting on Tuesday, a three game series uh, against the Yankees. So you had Clevenger, uh, Cease and Kopech uh, pitch uh, this past weekend in the Detroit series combined. 
uh, our three starting pitchers in the series. Combined, they went 17 and a third innings, uh, eight hits, three earned runs. Not too shabby. Uh, bullpen uh, this series, uh, 10 and two-thirds innings, six hits, one run, three walks, 10 strikeouts. So bullpen, I was really impressed with how they performed as well. Offense, uh, not so much. 11 runs uh, during the series, only one home run, uh, and that was the Jake Berger walk-off grand slam uh, there in the bottom uh, of the ninth. Uh, Boyd was on the mound for the Tigers on Sunday. And, you know, I was listening to a majority of this game just uh, on the radio, listening to Connor McKnight uh, and DJ. And they were talking about how Boyd uh, had a six plus ERA uh, at Sox Park coming into Sunday's finale. And they, they just kind of uh, verbally were shaking their head at what was happening with the Sox offense here against Boyd. Uh, Boyd went five innings, gave up three hits, one earned run, uh, zero walks, and had nine strikeouts uh, against the White Sox. It was really rough. It was rough offensively all series long until, uh, you know, the big burger bomb. So when you see a 6-2 final, you're like, okay, Sox, six runs. I mean, it was a walk-off grand slam, but still, uh, Sox won. Kopech uh, on the hill. And he had some good stuff going. Uh, that was a good positive sign for Kopech. Uh, Sacks going for the sweep. They they had a, you know, they kind of had a Sunday lineup. Uh, Mancata didn't start in the lineup, and you know, uh, you're just you're kind of looking at some of these uh, some of these guys in the in the way they put it together on Sunday. And I was like, uh, you know, I was kind of looking for with a day off on Monday. I was looking for a complete uh, altogether lineup, but. Uh, I, I think some of these guys have been laboring or grinding, as Pedro Grafol has said, uh, due to uh, playing through some injuries. So uh, given uh, Mancata Dev, he did come in uh, to pinch hit on, uh, on Sunday late in the game. Uh, so White Sox did not uh, homer uh, this past weekend until uh, that walk-off grand slam by Berger. Uh, Sox offense on Sunday, uh, six runs, nine hits, two extra base hits. Uh, they were three for six with runners in scoring position, 14 strikeouts, uh, 14 strikeouts uh, on Sunday, uh, four walks, which seems to be far above their average. Uh, Andrews, uh, he went 0 for three uh, with three strikeouts. Uh, he played third base to start the game. Uh, Romy uh, also scuffled. Romy was 0 for three uh, with two strikeouts. I don't believe Andrews has uh, gotten a hit yet. Uh, coming back uh, from his injuries, played in two games, small sample size, but uh, we'll talk a little bit more in this episode about uh, this in-season position battle that's going to be happening at second pace uh, between Elvis and Romy. Um, unbelievable. Uh, Kopech, on the other hand, he went seven innings, three hits, two earned runs, uh, one walk, nine strikeouts, gave up a home run. 60 of 92 pitches were for strikes with 11 swinging strikes. So this is Kopech, his last four starts, 26 and a third innings, 11 hits, six earned runs, four walks, 38 strikeouts, three home runs, a 95 batters faced. 
I'm starting to get more and more confident uh, with Michael Kopech. Uh, the, the magic that we saw in those back-to-back outings against the Royals and the Guardians, uh, that was outstanding. That, that might be some of the best starting pitching we've seen f- from a White Sox pitcher uh, you know, all season long when we, when we look back and we think about things. I hope not. I hope we have some better outings, some similar outings uh, from other guys. and Maybe even Kopech runs something back uh, later this season. Uh, he's got the stuff. He absolutely has the stuff, and I think he's got the confidence. It's just always the control. It's that repeatable motion uh, that Steve Stone has talked quite a bit about uh, over the years. Uh, I love it when he analyzes and talks pitching. Uh, it, it's, I mean, it's so true. It's that repeatable stuff, your arm angle, your, your, where, your, where your finger's at, the release point, uh, all of that stuff. You know, If you've done any activity, any activity at all, whether it's bowling or golf, I mean, you have a repeatable motion. You know what that form is like. And when one thing is off, you know, there goes your shot or, or, or there goes, you know, whatever you're doing activity-wise, sport-wise, there it is. It's off. And you're like, what, what happened? And it's all that motion. Something didn't, what, something was not all lined up in sync. Uh, and that's kind of been the issue with you know, a, a lot of starters, but I, Kopech for, for, for sure, in my mind, watching him over the years, you know, balls start flying out of the zone, you know, things are missing, uh, you know, inside, outside, and it just looks like he cannot find that spot. He cannot find that release spot. So I like that, that line for the last four starts from Kopech, liked his outing on Sunday. Uh, bullpen, you had Joe Kelly, Boy, he was quick pitching uh, to Rodgers. That was fun to watch. He's got that stalled, herky-jerky motion. That is kind of fun to watch, how he messes with hitters. Uh, Maybe it makes up for what we don't have with Johnny Cueto, who was a master at that last season. That Every start of Johnny Cueto's, uh, if you were with me last year uh, on this podcast, I love talking Johnny Cueto starts because he was very fun to break down. Uh, and how he would twist and turn and stall and delay, then sometimes quick pitch. He was keeping batters off balance. Uh, that was an art form. And, and Joe Kelly's got some of that. He's been fun to watch, and he has been effective uh, more times than not, absolutely. Uh, Hendricks uh, was in there, and boy, it was electric, man. He had a strikeout to end the inning. Uh, he was in the ninth, and... Mercy, the fist pump, the scream, just the the snarl, the gaze he gave uh, coming off that mound. He was intense. I got some excellent quotes from him coming up. Uh, So bullpen on Sunday, two innings, uh, one hit, zero runs, zero walks, which is great, uh, three strikeouts. So Hendricks' first back-to-back outings uh, in his return to the White Sox. Uh, Hendricks uh, with the win. And this is a very cool thing. Uh, Sox PR pointed out that Liam Hendricks got the win on National Cancer Survivors Day. How awesome is that? Uh, This is Hendricks. It's been an emotional week, Hendricks said after the game. The stuff ticked up as well, which was nice. It's one of those scripts. I mean, my wife texted me and was like, you got your first win on National Cancer Survivors Day. That's one thing that's very Uh, special. Uh, Obviously, as soon as you get diagnosed, you're considered a survivor. You've lived through this. Hopefully, I can continue moving forward, continue to somewhat at least do the right thing on the field and give people some hope to continue fighting. 
this was Hendricks, uh, you know, a couple outings ago. I think it was after his first outing. I mean, it's just an unbelievable story, you know, um, and, and the things that he's been saying. And, uh, and Sunday was just uh, hopefully just the beginning of more amazing things to come. Th- this was Hendricks earlier in the week. Uh, I will never be okay with mediocrity, uh, Hendricks said after after his debut. Um, I will never be okay with being at the back end of the bullpen. But in saying that, I need to earn it. I don't want handouts. I need to earn it at the end of the day. That's mine. I will get there, and I will earn it myself. Well, folks, I mean, after Sunday, he's back. In my mind, he's earned it. He's ready to go. I'm handing him the ball in a save situation. Uh, that stuff was outstanding on Sunday. Uh, Mike Clevenger returned to the mound, and the White Sox made a few other roster decisions throughout the weekend. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player's in a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right, so the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Uh, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, uh, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring bring home a win when the part right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. A guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The White Sox face off against the New York Yankees on Tuesday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search. White Sox. So prior to Friday's game, uh, obviously game one in the Detroit series, to make room for Clevenger and Andrews, the Sox designated infielder Hanser Cactus League legend Alberto for assignment and optioned right-hander Jesse Schultens to Triple A Charlotte. Had a feeling that might might happen, Alberto. Uh, I didn't feel very confident, but I had a feeling. Uh, it's like with Romy heating up. You got the veteran Elvis Andrews. I still, again, I don't know what value besides being a veteran that Elvis Andrews gives you. I can't stand this little in-season position battle that they're going to be going through. But it just felt like Hanser Alberto, you know, there there wasn't a spot for him, even though he was Pedro's guy. And he really won spring training. So uh, DFA'd. Uh, Friday, the Sacks. Skunk the Tigers, 3-0. Clevenger uh, on the mound, five innings, three hits, zero earned runs, a walk, six strikeouts. Uh, His ERA now sits at 4.13. Liked what I saw from Clevenger. His velocity was up there, too. Uh, He got right back to form, if not better. Uh, Bullpen, some Middleton, Lopez, Kelly, Graveman. They covered four innings on Friday, three hits, zero earned runs. Pair of walks, two strikeouts. Uh, This was per Scott Merkin, MLB.com. As for that offense, Tim Anderson knocked out two hits, setting up a two-run six with a single to right and then doubling down the left field line to score. Uh, Jake Berger with an insurance run in the seventh. After Berger beat out what looked like a double play grounder off the bat, 
Anderson is 11 for 29 over his last seven games. Uh, Berger's got some wheels, man. He absolutely, he's got some sneaky good wheels. We've seen him go first to third. We've seen him score. Um, you know, he, he's stolen a base. He's got some, he's got some speed, uh, on him and, uh, Anderson, look, he's getting some hits here and there. I still need to see that power. Where, where is the power? Need those doubles. Love to have a, maybe a home runner or, or two. Uh, this is what Grafol had to say about Anderson. If you start spraying the ball around like that, uh, that's going to be really good for us. Uh, Grafol said, as he goes, we go, right? Uh, he makes things happen for us in the top of the order. He's feeling better. He looks better. He took some good pitches today and had some good ABs. So if TA goes, the team goes. Is that still a thing? I don't know. It definitely doesn't feel like it was a couple years ago. I mean, last year we lost Anderson to that finger situation and uh, the, the team definitely scuffled. But, I mean, it almost feels like as Romy goes or as Berger goes, the White Sox go, which is really bizarre to say. Uh, but hopefully, you know, if he's feeling better, T.A., you know, we can get some better results. But if you're sitting there and you're going to stay there at the top of the lineup, man, you've got to be consistently uh, hitting that ball. And we need some power, too, from the top. The White Sox didn't get going until rookie hurler Reese Olsen until the sixth. Uh, when Romy Gonzalez's leadoff single to left marked the team's first hit of the night, uh, it was ugly. It was ugly for a while on Friday. Anderson and Andrew Benatendi followed with singles, and Aloy Jimenez extended his hitting streak to a career-high 13 games with a run-scoring single to center. Uh, Gonzalez eventually came around to score and then threw some leather at second as well. I like what I've seen. From Romy Gonzalez. Uh, Sox offense, three runs, six hits, one extra base hit on Friday. Uh, Sox were two for seven with runners in scoring position. So this second base carousel, uh, Elvis returned to the team, but Romy continued to play on Friday and played well. Uh, this was post game on Friday. Uh, he might still be our second baseman, Griffol said of Elvis Andrews. Uh, they're competing for a job over there. Uh, Elvis is a 15-year Major League veteran. I'm certain his game is going to elevate to a level where he's going to force hands or find himself in the lineup. Um, competing for a job over there. It's June. This should not be happening. This is such a White Sox thing. Uh, Romy sat uh, on Saturday, as did Berger at home again, which I don't understand. Uh, again, Berger has been outstanding at home. Slashing 365, 392, 849 uh, before Sunday. You know, a few things were going right for the White Sox. Romy and Berger have worked out so far, so just let it ride. Uh, this whole thing of trying to sprinkle Elvis in to see if he can maybe get hot so there can be some sort of competition at second. I, I think it's Elvis, you're back up, man. Your utility right now, you don't have a bat. You're, you're playing out of position. Romy is throwing the leather, and he's got some pop in his bat. Uh, this Elvis is ready for the competition, though, so don't you worry. Uh, that's good. That's baseball, Andrew said before Saturday's game against the Tigers. I told Gonzalez, don't feel bad, man. I did the same thing when I was younger. I want all my teammates, even if we play the same position, to do the best. At the end, it's all about winning. Uh, if it's all about winning, let Romy Gonzalez play second base. Elvis was 0 for 2 on Saturday. So, Sox did beat Detroit 2-1. Uh, winning 
hideously. Wow. I mean, this game, I think, made national news because of how the runs were scored, uh, how it finished, and how bad the offense was. Dylan Cease was on the mound uh, on Saturday. Not bad at all. Five and a third innings, only two hits, one earned run, uh, three walks, six strikeouts. Would love to see Cease go a little bit longer. Six or seven would be nice. His ERA, 4.63 through 99 pitches. Uh, bullpen covered two, four and two-thirds. Middleton, Hendricks, Santos, Graveman, Lopez. Uh, only one hit was issued by the bullpen. Zero runs, one walk, five strikeouts. Uh, way to go, bullpen. Again, they've put together a nice body of work after scuffling, as has starting pitching. Uh, it was wild pitch offense. All it took was an Andrew Benatendi leadoff single, a stolen base, and a strikeout in two wild pitches. Uh, but the White Sox finally broke through against Michael Lorenzen, uh, who struck out Yoan Moncada on the very next pitch to end the fourth. That was from James Fegan. Uh, Sox led at that point one nothing. Go to bottom of the 10th. This was unreal. If you didn't watch it, if you still haven't seen the replays, do yourself a favor, watch this. Uh, hopefully, umpire... The home plate umpire is okay. I think he was in concussion protocol. Uh, it's just a scary situation. The umpire uh, got hit square in the mask, middle, middle. Uh, Mancata scored uh, with Tim Anderson at the plate where Tim Anderson, I mean, he had immediately was focused on the umpire uh, that went down. Uh, it, it, this was the first time the White Sox won a game scoring multiple runs with no RBI since the Andy Hawkins game, uh, July 1st, 1990. That was 4 nothing uh, on run-scoring errors. Uh, and according to Elias Sports, uh, Saturday's 2 nothing win, uh, White Sox over Tigers, marked the first game to feature three run-scoring wild pitches and zero runs scored on anything else. History. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Just to answer that question before it's asked, Griffol said after the game, it's a major league win, and our guys did a really good job. It was a major league win. Uh, winning ugly, winning hideously, uh, disgusting, whatever you want to call it. Look, again, the offense was pretty brutal, uh, this Detroit series. Uh, you know, aside from that burger bomb, that grand slam, it was not good. I mean, there, there was some droughts against pitchers that they the Sox should have jumped all over. So that's where, you know, after this sweep, I'm excited, of course, uh, especially what the Tigers did to the Sox the, the previous weekend. But uh, I, I need to see way more from this offense. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to hide like that against the Yankees uh, come Tuesday and throughout the rest of this June schedule. Uh, Sox offense, two runs. Four hits on Saturday, 10 strikeouts. Sox struck out a ton over the weekend. A couple of walks. They were 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. A zero extra base hits, no surprise there. Uh, just a real ugly type of game. But uh, if they would have lost that game, it would have really, really hurt. So they found a way to win. Uh, they made some history in the making. Uh, Sox head to New York for three games uh, against the third place New York Yankees. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can feel, leave us feeling stretched and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Uh, Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. White Sox have the day off on Monday, traveling to New York for three games uh, against the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees are 35 and 25, as I record here, six and a half out in the AL East. Again, 10 games over 500, and they are six and a half out in the AL East. Boy, thank you for the AL Central. Uh, New York's going to be throwing Schmidt. Uh, a to-be-determined in Game 2, and then Severino uh, in the finale. White Sox will go Giolito, Lynn, and Clevenger. Lucas Giolito has a record of 2-2 two and two with an ERA of 6.30 and 27 strikeouts in four appearances against the Yankees in his career. Uh, Lucas has not pitched against the Yankees since 2021 and has not pitched in Yankee Stadium since 2019. That outing did not go so well. Uh, last time we saw Gio, uh, he went five innings against the Los Angeles Angels. Four hits, three earned runs, uh, two home runs. The offense completely bailed him out of that one, uh, and he spoke about it uh, in postgame. That's, that was that seven-run game uh, that the Sox had against the Angels, and then not a lot has been going on since then, so... Hopefully a day off, uh, you know, you know, get your get your mind right a little bit, kind of process. Okay, one day at a time. Obviously, we as fans, me particular, I, I look at the standings. Um, you know, I, I I look at games out. I I take a look at what Cleveland and Minnesota and what their schedules look like and beyond. But I think what Pedro Grafal and his coaching staff needs to absolutely do is keep these guys grounded is the best that they can. Uh, one day at a time, you know, as, as we keep trying to climb out uh, now nine games under 500, it's going to be tough in June, but one game at a time, Lucas, you need to do a job on Tuesday and the offense needs to somehow have good at bats, get on base uh, and produce when they have opportunities, especially uh, with runners in scoring position. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get any questions, comments you have uh, for a future mailbag episode, LockdownSox at gmail.com. Our Southsiders take on the Yankees on Tuesday. Uh, in Yankee Stadium, catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. And hey, every dayers on the next episode, I will be talking with Jeff Cohen, uh, who covers the White Sox farm system uh, for future Sox. They do an outstanding job there. Uh, looking to pick his brain on what's happening in Charlotte. Uh, and what we maybe could see uh, maybe the, later this season or beyond. Uh, really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. 
I'm Nick Morawski, and until next time, go Sox.